inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Before we start off today, we just want to wish John, uh, John Boy, who's not here with us right now, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Woo. So happy birthday there, John Boy. Uh, also going on right now at the same time while well, we are podcasting and John's out getting lit, <laughs> people are starting to sit down and watch the first public screenings of The Rise of Skywalker. Woo! At the world premiere today. It's really exciting. I'm not jealous. Are you jealous? Not. <laughs> oh, I'm totally jealous. Of course. Duh. <laughs> I would buy a suit. I would buy a nicer suit to go oh, watch but- <laughs> Star Wars with a bunch of celebrities. I would buy a really fancy dress to go watch Star Wars with a bunch of celebrities. No question. What kind of Star Wars themed dress would you get? Oh, you know, I'd probably have to do like Leia or something. Maybe. Although all white is dangerous. So I don't know. But there's a <laughs> there's a lot of cool like small indie designers who do uh, dresses based on Star Wars. So no doubt you could get something super cool. I would get my dress from the same place, too. We'd be matching. (laughs) Perfect. Anyway, so, yeah, we are right there at the end of our whole Story Lives Forever miniseries. We're finally into the sequel trilogy. Woohoo! We watched The Force Awakens. Yes, we did. So the way we've been been doing these in the past, right, we've been talking about the first time we've, uh, we watched the movies. But I'm going to throw a curveball at you today. Okay. Let's take, right. it, let's take it back further, Kat. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> you, you ready? All right. What were you doing when you first found out that Disney bought Lucasfilm and they were going to make <laughs> a new Star Wars back oh, in 2012? Man, that's a good question. I honestly, I don't remember. I mean, I remember it was just like a random, like it was in the fall, I think, like October or September. Yes. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I was at work and they dropped the news that Disney had purchased Lucasfilm and they were going to be making more Star Wars movies and I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> you know, it was kind of like I think for a minute I didn't really believe it and then I was like, "Huh, I don't really know how I feel about that." And then a little bit later I was like, "Nah, more Star Wars is good. Like, this will be cool. I'm excited." <laughs> But I don't think it really felt real until they actually announced that The Force Awakens was coming in, I think that was 2015. And then it was like, oh, hell yeah, like I'm I'm on the train. And I'm actually really excited to talk about the sequel trilogy because that's what kind of restarted or reawoken <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my Star Yes, my Star Wars fandom, um, which had kind of gone dormant for a while. So... Um, I've been looking forward to chatting about this. Interesting, because I have similar sentiments about you know okay. I never stop I never stopped loving Star Wars, but the Disney era, the whole awakening thing, yeah, it's it's a real thing. It 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 happened. It awoke something again. <laughs> I was in class when I found out. I was okay. in one of my film theory classes. 
And I, re- I remember, right, there was a kid going off about how Transformers aren't real cinema or something like that. Mm. You know, so while he was on his soapbox, I got on Facebook and just kind of like, oh, let's see what's going on. Scroll, 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 scroll. Next thing I know, bam, breaking news. Disney buys <laughs> Lucasfilm, a new Star Wars movie set for 2015. I'm like, what? That's not real. I shared it, though. And I scrolled a bit more. And I kept seeing it pop up all over the place. Up until I see, like, an official source putting the story out. So there I am in the back of my film theory class trying not to look like I'm freaking out. Probably failing. <laughs> probably should have been paying more attention, too, in class. But, you know, whatever I passed. <laughs> and, yeah, Im- immediately, like, the first thought was, is this a good idea? I- I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. I think I distinctly remember posting, you know, a thousand, you know, millions of fans cried out <laughs> in, I don't know if I said horror, but, you know, something on that, right. riffing, riffing on that line. Something about a Star Wars fan just going straight for the fear, but... <laughs> Yeah, then you know, just people commenting on the stories and just us all talking about it, and it, it was it was a pretty uh, mixed reaction all around. Some people were yeah, excited. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, but I did remember the initial reaction was just like disbelief. Like once it became like apparent, it was like not just like a rumor. Like it was this is happening. This just happened, and this is gonna happen later. And yeah, and obviously the rest is history. Now here we are, like. How many years later, podcasting about the end of the new trilogy? Yeah, the end of the Skywalker saga, theoretically. Until they make the next one. But yeah, yeah, it's been a (laughs) hell of a journey. So, okay, uh, what was your first time watching The Force Awakens like? How'd that happen? So, I actually had to wait two weeks to see The Force Awakens (gasps) after it came out. I know. It was horrifying. I literally had anxiety dreams about The Force Awakens, like, the week leading up to the movie coming out. But so I in, in our past minisodes, I've talked about how I've seen all of the Star Wars movies at the Cinerama. And for whatever reason, uh, we could not go the, like, the weekend that... There was something going on. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we ended up not buying tickets and I refused (laughs) to go and see it anywhere else. And we were traveling, (laughs) you know, we were going out of town for Christmas. So I was like, okay, well, I just have to wait until we get back um, to see it. So we bought tickets for the Cinerama. We were going literally, it was like January 2nd or something, you know, right after New Year's. And we're going to see it like in the morning. We have a babysitter. Um, and that morning, our babysitter cancels on us. <gasps> no. And I was on the verge of like a panic attack. Like, I'm already waiting two weeks how, to see this movie. The at this point, they were t- not two and a half yet. They were not two so, and a half. Okay. <laughs> or, or wait. Oh, gosh. So, Force Awakens came out in 2015. But I saw it, I guess, technically in 2016. 16. So yeah, so they were they were not quite two and a half yet. So they had they had turned to um in October. So two. They were two. Um so our babysitter canceled that morning. And I was like, poor Aaron. I was like, well, I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not missing this. <laughs> He's a saint. Um 
I put out like a desperate call. I was like, is there anyone, please, you know, like on Facebook, is there anyone who can watch the kids so we can go see? Because otherwise, the, I mean, the Cinerama is one of those theaters, like if you don't show up, you lose your money. So I was like, please, is there anyone who can get here in like the next 30 minutes so we can go see this movie? And thankfully... Someone I went to high school with who is a nanny, she was like, oh, I'm free. I can do it. And I was like, thank you. So we like literally like she got there and we shot off down to the theater, found a parking place, ran to the theater, got there uh, and watched it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so it was it was quite a, a saga to get there in the first place. But it killed me to have to wait wait two weeks probably i should have just broken and gone and seen it elsewhere but i was dead set on seeing it at the cinerama first so did anything get ruined though since two weeks since i mean for star in a star wars fandom two weeks is like two (laughs) years okay that's oh my gosh yeah uh, i can't even imagine so yes uh unfortunately because i had to wait two weeks and i was not going to take a two-week hiatus on social media i unfortunately did end up running across a spoiler that i i don't know maybe in the long run it's good that i found out but i was scrolling through instagram and somebody, of course, in the comments, and you, you know, I don't even know why. I this it's is probably it's my own comments. fault. It's always the comments. I either looked or clicked on like the caption, and then that brought up the comments. Whatever. I saw a comment that was like Han Solo dies, and I was like, maybe it's not real. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> maybe it's you know. So Set they're your lying. feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> so. And so then we went and watched the movie, and yes, Han Solo does die. So that did get spoiled for me. I was very nice. I did not spoil anything for Aaron, so he went in completely unknowing. But unfortunately, because of that, um, I did. I didn't know that that was going to happen. Um, but that was actually the only thing. And I was so. I mean, yeah, it's always the comments. So I was very judicious. I didn't read any reviews. You know, no, no reviews of the movie. I like bookmarked a whole bunch of articles and I was like, I will read these later after I see it. You know, I have started doing something where I mute all of my Star Wars Facebook groups (laughs) so that I can't see comments, you know, or somebody's being a jerk. So, you know, so I kept all that till afterwards. But yeah, unfortunately, having to wait that long that I was I did not go in unspoiled. That is such a sad story. I know, but (laughs) in the long run, though, I saw it. I mean, I just remember, like, I went into The Force Awakens, and even though that was spoiled for me, I still loved it, you know, and I came out, and I remember Aaron and I, like, it was a beautiful day in Seattle, the sun was out, blue sky, we'd gone to a morning showing, it was like the 11 o'clock showing, so we got out at like 1, 1 1.30, or, you know, whatever it was, and I just remember being so excited about the future of the Star Wars franchise. Like, I couldn't stop like, oh, but what about this? And, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. And, you know, this <laughs> is is Ray Luke's daughter? And, who, you know, so, so even though I had to wait, um, it was worth it is what I'm trying well, to totally, say. Totally, yeah. Oh, God. But still. 
<laughs> good, good on you, Kat. Good on you. You stuck to your conviction there. That's, that's good. Stuck, that's good. stuck to my principle. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> At what cost? I don't know, but you did it. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did not get spoiled, fortunately. Nice. Excellent. But I remember the buildup to this movie was... So in my Insane. Revenge of the Sith episode, I remember I mentioned that this was the first time, that was the first time I had uh, joined in on the Star Wars hype. Mm-hmm. But The Force Awakens was definitely the first time I, like, was in the hype, you know? I, I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. I'm an adult. Uh, I'm finishing college. I got an adult job. I can buy stuff. <laughs> I can do things. <laughs> All the things. All the things. Obviously, tickets go on sale. Wham, bam, bam. Buy them for opening night. Although I foolishly held off for a couple of hours thinking, I won't fill up. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make that mistake again. Little did you know. Little did I know. Well, we still managed to get into opening night a good three, four rows away from the front. <laughs> but hey, <Okay. laughs> we were there. <laughs> I just remember this like electricity in the air. We saw There were these kids mm-hmm. walking around as rebel pilots, as Jedi. Their parents <laughs> nice. dressed up as pilots too. It's just such a wonderful... <laughs> Wonderful atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Then the movie starts. I'm there with, my, with uh, two of my friends. The movie starts, and I'm just like, it's surreal. I can't believe I'm watching a new Star Wars movie in a theater. Last time that happened yeah. was for Attack of the Clones in 2002. <laughs> but here it is, opening night. And I remember reading the credit, the opening scroll, thinking, wow, this is actually happening. Then a Kylo Ren's theme Played for the first time when he's mm-hmm. landing in the Jakku village. And that mm-hmm. just, I will never forget that feeling just automatically. That theme right there is going to be a new classic Star Wars theme. It, it stuck with me from the, just that moment on. And yeah, the rest of the movie happens. Han Solo happens. I'm weeping like a <laughs> baby. Like this is not happening. That did not just happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's a night I'm never going to forget. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. That's that's cool. Well, and it's cool that you kind of you got to have that experience because you didn't really get it with the prequel trilogy. Right. So it's cool that you get like I got that with the prequel trilogy, although not quite as much. I mean, honestly, with the sequel trilogy, I've been way more into it. Like I was into it with the prequel trilogy, but, you know, like I didn't go see them on opening weekend. It's um, different, right? You're an adult. It's, it's you different. Join in in a different as, way. Yeah, and I mean, I think also some of it is just, like, social media-driven, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the sense that, like, people are talking about it, you want to talk about it. There's there's a lot more ways to kind of do that now than there were back in the early 2000s. So, you know, now, yeah, now I'm all in. So, of course, all of them seeing opening weekend now. <laughs> so, initial thoughts after having finally watched it. Well, I yeah, when I when I finally watched it, I I loved it. Um, you know, I think I'd probably seen some of the comments about like, oh, it's too much like a new hope, blah blah blah. But I I just remember I felt really happy. I thought that that The Force Awakens did a really good job of kind of capturing the spirit of Star Wars while introducing a great new cast with John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and um, Adam Driver. And so I was really 
I just remember being excited after seeing it about where Star Wars was going to go and kind of this like next generation, this this jumping off point um, with The Force Awakens. So that's that's what I remember. I just remember being really well, that's really good. That initial reaction is really important for like anything. So that's awesome. <laughs> like I remember when I walked out, I was my first thought was, "Oh my god, it lives up to the hype." Mm. I laughed, I cried, everyone cheered at so many different points. When the Falcon first shows up, the whole theater erupted. You know, the the, the when the Lucasfilm logo shows up right before yes. it all starts, people still yes. cheer. Well, and I have to say that, like, even when so I went two weeks later, right? People were still. Like the crowd response was still very enthusiastic, which was cool because, you know, in a lot of movies, two weeks after they come out, you know, nobody, it's all news. Nobody cares. Is that the only time you watched it in theaters? Did you go back for a second or third? So I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I went back for another showing, at least one. Um, I not not at the Cinerama, but you know, I I went to another another theater and saw it. I'm I'm pretty sure. Gosh, now I can't even remember. So I know every other Star Wars movie that's been released since The Force Awakens, I've seen at least three times in the theater. Uh huh. Um, but Same. you know, honest now, honest to God, now I can't remember if I actually saw The Force. I feel like I did see. I did see it at least once more in the theater. I don't know if I saw it three times, but I definitely saw it twice. Um, so yeah, so I did, I did go back and see it at least one more time. (laughs) That's cool. Force Awakens, I saw six times in theaters. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish I, I mean, I'm, (laughs) I wish I had that much time to see. (laughs) It's it's bittersweet. So yeah, there's that initial opening night and then the following weekend, of course I had to watch it again. Then Flip came to town. He was visiting from out of town for Christmas. And obviously, you know, okay, let's go watch Star Wars. Uh, This was the first Star Wars movie I saw with my family in theaters. My mom came with us. So that was a nice, nice experience. There's like, hey, I'm watching Star Wars with the family. That's never happened before. My mom got into it, too. She cried when Han Solo died. You know, she was really into the movie. And (laughs) since then, she's come with us to every single opening night, too. That's awesome. Um. At the risk of getting a little too real here, that Force Awakens also came out in a point in my life where I was going through some bad stuff. So it was kind of, it was a bit of a therapy for me. Mm. Yeah. Like, I won't get into details here, but remember this fifth time. Yeah, it was a Sunday night. I was just feeling extra low. And I was mm. like, you know, F it. I'm going to go watch Star Wars. Why not? <laughs> this was near the end of That's the run, right. too. There was like five other people mm-hmm. in the whole theater. I'm just there watching Star Wars by myself, feeling bad and then feeling good all over again. Like this movie, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's definitely one that I cherish just for what it did for me during that time. Mm-hmm. First, yeah. t- first well, time I, mean- I was in on the hype, first one I experienced with my family in the theater, and then just how it helped me through that rough patch. Well, I mean, I think that's totally valid, right? You know, there have been a lot of fans, Star Wars fans, that you know, have similar things to say about, you know, like Star Wars really helped me during a tough period in my life. So, I mean, that that's great that you could you could have that when you needed it um, and also experience that with your family. And that's awesome. 
Yeah, Force Awakens. I mean, not a, the bad stuff, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's got a special place and will always will have. On top of that, it's just like a freaking cool movie. So, I mean, it's just it's just fun, you know. I think I think some of the people complaining about how it's too similar um, to previous Star Wars movies. I think though, you kind of have to look at it through the lens of like this is all about introducing a new generation exactly to Star Wars. Like, thank I, you i think about i think about my kids watching the force awakens when they're old enough or if they had been like you need kind of that sense of wonderment and excitement and these cool things and like yes to some of us like yeah okay star killer base it's a bigger death star like we know that <laughs> but like to kids seeing that for the first time they don't necessarily, you know, they don't necessarily know that. So I think in that sense, like The Force Awakens is really great because it 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 has the continuity there for people who have been longtime fans, but it also opens up the galaxy far, far away for brand new fans, um, especially new younger fans. So I I really appreciate that. Absolutely. It did its job and it did it well. It's just I mean, like you're saying, that's like the whole point of the whole new generation. It's not for us. And like we've said this many times before on other episodes of the podcast. It's not our Star Wars. It's their Star Wars. You know, we we are what they grow beyond. You know, I know that's the last Jedi we're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, it, it applies here still, too. You know, it does apply here. Totally does apply. And, and again, I think some of those kids react to Ray getting the lightsaber in the snow. Mm-hmm. And there were cheers. A bunch of kids were freaking out. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it's all about, right there. Just having fun, enjoying ourselves, and just loving it with other people, right? Yeah. Speaking of loving it, what was your favorite part? <laughs> what do you love about the Force well, Awakens? What do I love about the Force Awakens? Well, you mentioned Ray grabbing the lightsaber in the forest, and I do have to say that whole battle in the snow was probably my favorite part when I saw it. I also loved the Falcon reveal on Jakku <laughs> um, because I, you know, like I was not spoiled for that. I'm pretty sure there were promo images of Daisy and Adam, you know, Ray and Kylo fighting in the forest. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole Falcon thing was kept under wraps well, sort of. I mean, I know we got like promo footage of like the Falcon flying through the Star Destroyer, which was also awesome. But you know, the trailer, actual see, reveal. The first yeah. Wow. So, but still that whole reveal and then the actual like flight where they where they are flying through the the Imperial Star Destroyer desert uh, graveyard. Um, I really love that that part too. What about you? Uh, the ending. So okay. what, what what I think the Force Awakens does perfectly ten out of ten uh-huh. is uh, build up the build up the mythos right. It, it, you feel the power of the mm-hmm. mythology of Star Wars in full effect the whole time to the point where it's mm-hmm. almost exhausting up until the <laughs> end where we finally get that shot of Luke Skywalker Jedi Master turning yeah. around just looking at Ray with this look on his face. The music is swelling, and then we get that beautiful helicopter mm-hmm. shot. I was over the moon. I, I, oh my, my heart was so full in that moment. The movie, <laughs> the whole movie led up to this one, 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 one moment, and it did it perfectly. Everything else aside, you know, the one thing it did perfectly was that. It's my, it's my favorite ending of any Star Wars movie, just because of how powerful mm. it was for me. 
then yeah, obviously Ray grabbing the lightsaber in the snow, and that that was freaking awesome. That was woo, again cheering, you know, in the old school force game playing. <laughs> like, oh, so good, but easily yeah. the ending favorite moment. Yeah, the the ending. I mean, you you make a good point. Like the ending, the ending is really good because it there's there's so much potential right there. Um, at the time, you know, it was kind of like, ooh, you know, like what's going to happen? Anything could happen. You know, we don't know. <laughs> and that was that was really exciting because it was the the first Star Wars movie of this new era. And having to sit on that for two years. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, this sucks! But I'm so excited for when we eventually. I know. Uh, oh, I so think I. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, something I forgot to ask you earlier. Uh, mm. So that first initial trailer teaser they dropped. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? And then mm-hmm. Finn pops up, and then we see the little soccer ball droid for the first time, which we now know as BB-8. Then it is with the Falcon <laughs> shot. Hell, we didn't even know who uh-huh. was talking. Like, whose voice is this? Who is this? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about that experience, because that is the first new Star Wars footage we have we had seen in years up to that point. That was a special yeah. morning. I think I remember being like, you know, it was like the Kermit flail gif. Like, I, you know, I was like falling <laughs> over on the floor because it was like, it's real. It's real. It's really happening. This, you know, like, you know, it it um like all Star Wars trailers, it was like, what's going on? Who are these characters? Where are they? You know, they were in the desert. Is it Tatooine? What's up with no, the lightsaber? Not. Why is it um, like this? What's up with the lightsaber? Yeah. Like. <laughs> the Crossguard and saber, so man. <laughs> I just, I think that that's kind of, um, that's kind of that sweet spot. I think for many people, you know, who thought that they were never, either never going to get another new Star Wars movie or, new fans that you know because it's like that that kind of like kicked off the whole you know speculation what's going to happen who are these people and that's something we'll probably never get again um so i think i think that's kind of special um that that excitement and speculation and you know kind of the unknown the we unknown. didn't know what was going to happen so um no, I remember being really excited when that footage first drops. And honestly, I still go back sometimes and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's hard, hard not to love that. I remember that dropped the morning. We were we were on our way to Rio Doso for a weekend in the in the cabin. And we had stopped by a McDonald's to pick up some breakfast. And I just happened to check my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, the first Star Wars trailer dropped. And we're all there in my car trying to watch it. And it's just like a crappy little iPhone screen. And the signal kept kept dropping. So we couldn't really get the full effect of it. (laughs) So, you know, the first thing we do after getting to Riodoso and getting to the cabin is put it up on the TV they had in there. And, yeah, so the (laughs) first time I saw that trailer was in Riodoso in a cabin on a crappy HDTV. But damn, we were, were we were all just like, oh, what's that? Oh, who's that? What's up with that lightsaber? Why is it like that? Oh my god! Amongst other yeah. things. But yeah, a lot again, a lot a lot, of, a lot of new, a lot of memorable experiences and interactions during that whole build up to the movie and forward. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's, I think, I mean, like, I know when that footage first came out, I think that's kind of what, like, kickstarted, like, oh, let's go find some people to talk about, you know, like, joining Star Wars Facebook groups, which I hadn't really been doing, you know, stuff like that. So, at you know, that kind of helped propel me, propel me more into fandom. <laughs> True that. Actually, I would say Rogue One is the one that did that to me, but we'll get into that in a, at a later time. And another yeah, at a yeah. later date, yeah. We've this whole this whole Disney era and reflecting kind of on more recent it, fandom experiences and how we've experienced movies is yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I've really been enjoying. I've been enjoying going through all these movies, but I think we're on the same page here. The sequel trilogy is just like a whole different beast altogether right now. Well, and there's so it. much to talk about and it hasn't well, <laughs> we'll come to that later. But you know, <laughs> there's a there's a lot to talk about and you know, these movies haven't been around as long as the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and a lot has been said about those movies. And I mean, we've said a lot about those movies too. So, it's it's fun to kind of re-experience these um, because it's like that much closer, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, they're so. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to talk about. And like you're saying, um, we're re- revisiting them and cause, cause they're still so new. I'm still picking up a lot of new things each time I watch them. Mm-hmm. So one, one of the things I wanted to mention earlier, but I totally I forgot, but I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. Good timing. The visual storytelling in The Force Awakens is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the whole first sequence with Rey in the desert where we get to know her oh. without her uttering a single I word. Know. We know mm-hmm. everything we need to know about her in this wonderful little short film. You could cut the, every you could cut out the rest of the movie before and after her whole day and it'd be a wonderful short film set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Everything we need to know about her is there in stone, and I, I love it. I, I love that kind of intimate. It's an, It was an intimate uh, section of the movie, mm-hmm. which I don't think Star yeah. Wars had really done something like that before up to that point. No. No, I don't think so. But now that I mention it, yeah, that whole that whole sequence is, is really great. Basically anything with Rey. I love. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's another I mean, thing I'm The Force Awakens does really well. Very good visual storytelling. Not so much telling, mm-hmm. a lot of showing. Yeah. And I, I don't think it gets enough props uh, for that. My my, my so hot noted. take. I, yeah, no, I, I I think you're right. I mean, as much as, as much as people like to talk about how it's too similar, I mean, there yeah, there's a lot of showing and not telling. Like, there's still a lot we just still don't know. Right. <laughs> That was that we saw in that movie. <laughs> and um, to, some of those gaps have built f- filled in and such. Yes. But, um, you know, there's there's still a lot. You know, the galaxy moved forward, and there's a lot that we see that's kind of like, oh, what about this? What about that? Um, and to the people so. that criticize these new films for the lack of character development or what have you, Ugh. come on, come on. Again, that short film section, we got more character moments for Ray than Luke ever got in the whole first movie. <laughs> Just say. But we're but not gonna I talk was about going that. Tashi now. Station. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Right. <laughs> um 
So should we even try and do a whole, how is this going to connect to the Rise of Skywalker section? Or... <laughs> I mean, we definitely could. It feels a little close. I mean, I like there's something that I would like, um, you know, connections that I would like maybe. Well, let me but, hear them. Come on, um, throw them at me. Well, I, th I think my biggest thing, um, more than anything Force-related um like with Ray or Kylo. Um and I I think I've been on record of saying this before and unfortunately I don't think we're going to get it which is really too bad um cuz I would really love for it to happen but I would love um for Finn to have led or to lead a uh, stormtrooper uprising in the first order, <laughs> like to go back, and you know right. he was the he's one of the few that have broken out. So I thought it would be really cool, and I'm not alone in this. Um, that would be bomb. you know, but it it would be it would really really cool if that was like one of the things that helped turn the tide in the rise of Skywalker. If Finn somehow helped kind of like instigate an uprising. Um, of the stormtroopers against the First Order. I have a feeling, though, based on the... I mean, gosh, you know, we really haven't seen that much. Sometimes it feels like a lot, but, you know, really it's, it's not like too much, five like minutes at all. of action. Yeah. Um, so based on what we've seen, I kind of feel like that probably isn't going to be the case. But, you know, who knows? Maybe you know I'm wrong. Maybe we With will. the Resistance slash Rebels... And the first order, and then you're throwing the empire back into the mix. Anything is possible. That's true. Anything is possible at this how, point. You, if you would have told any of us a couple like years ago that the empire long. was going to come back, yeah. <laughs> like, no, shut up. You're you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. So zero expectations. Look at us now. Look yeah. at us now. <laughs> Look at us now, Ma. What about you, Adrian? Since we're kind of, I mean, might as well just speculate. We're literally like, I don't know, four days away, three days away. Ah! Um, yeah. Ah! <laughs> it doesn't even feel real. Anyway, you know, <laughs> might as might as well just throw out some speculation as to how if there are there any seeds that were laid in the Force Awakens <sighs> that you think will come to fruition in the Rise of Skywalker. As much as it pains me to say it, and tr oh. trust me, it really pains me to say it like a lot. <laughs> like I'm gonna okay. need stitches after this. Oh, race parents. Ugh. I'm sorry. Really? Okay. I'm sorry. Oh okay. God, it hurts. Oh, why, Adrian? Why? Okay. What? What makes you say that? What makes me say that? Okay. So when the Force Awakens <laughs> first came out, my Break initial thought of Ray was, oh, she was the the lone surviving apprentice that Luke managed to save and hide away and put away, you know, for her safety. That's why she's okay. good in the Force. That's why she's all this good stuff. She's already been slightly trained mm -hmm. and they just mind wiped her or mm -hmm. something to protect her. I think, I think I remember talking about that at one point right. on a podcast, like, or maybe in our text thread, but yeah. So that was my initial thing, right? I, I was never in the whole... Mm -hmm. Oh, she's Luke's daughter. Oh, she's Han's daughter. Camp. No, no, that was okay. No, I, I never bought that. Then the Last Jedi happened, which we'll talk about more in the next episode. And I adored how she came from nothing mm -hmm. and became something. 
Mm-hmm. That's extremely powerful, especially in a series dominated by a single family. Yep. <laughs> and how they keep messing up the galaxy. <laughs> right? Now we're here on the eve of the Rise of Skywalker and, you know, getting into some spoilerish territory. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. are into the whole watching every clip they release or not, but we're going to talk about a clip they released. We got Palpatine's revelation that he's been manipulating Kylo Ren the whole time. Then that mm-hmm. new following TV spot where he mentions that it's time for her to know her whole story. That's, yeah. I mean, that's okay. Palpatine has some sort of investment in Ray's background. He knows of her at least. Uh-huh. So what was his involvement? I'm not saying it's Grandpa Palps or Daddy Palps. <laughs> <laughs> but you know th- oh, those please not Kylo's revelation that line in the trailer and then just knowing that Jakku was one of his one of the Emperor's secret hideouts one of his secret bases based on the comics and you know expanded material there's some sort of connection there that again it paints me to say it and to think that way but <laughs> it's there it I'm, pains me too I'm accepting it and I'm just gonna go in with an open mind and see what that connection is or interest all right Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, I really wish people would shut up. I know, I know. <laughs> about I so Ray's parents. So I, yeah, I'm. I will keep an open mind and see how it plays out. I really don't want them to retcon it. Um, I mean, better not. there are ways I would find it. Yeah, <laughs> there are ways that it would be. Um, palpable for them to do it so i hope yeah um like i have my own personal if i were if i were writing it that's this is how i would do it if we really had to go back there um as long as she's not a robot or robot (laughs) parts or cyborg like oh my god we're good cat we're good oh somebody kick alan dean foster i can't oh my god for the for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there was an article that was released on Sci-Fi a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, where they asked authors who had written books in the Star Wars universe um, to speculate if if they were writing the Rise of Skywalker, what what would they do or what do they think would happen? You know, like what you know, kind of based on having written Star Wars and. Uh, stuff like that. And <laughs> Alan Dean Foster, who wrote one of the first expanded universe novels, and I actually think wrote the novelization for Star Wars A New Hope and was tapped to write the novelization for The Force Awakens, which FYI was awful. <laughs> um, had, <laughs> but I have some feelings about that. Uh <laughs> Well, he he did not answer. Um, he did not respond to the questions, but he had like worked up a a draft, basically, like if he if he were writing um, that basically included a, a plot point of Ray being a droid. <laughs> Just saying it out loud. Oof. Oh my god! So anyway, so that's what we're referring to. Um, as far as we know, Ray will not actually be a droid, and God, I hope not. I will like throw something. <laughs> I'll be like screaming in the theater. If that's and then three PO calls are beautiful, right? I think. Uh, 
I don't, you know, I think at that point I was like, I was like, I'm the, I have the gif of the guy closing the laptop and throwing it uh, out the window. I was like, nope. No, there was a follow up. Three PO planes are beautiful. Once, uh, once your wires are, expo- are exposed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Alan Dean Foster writing like Ray C3PO fan fiction or something. I mean, wow. Star Wars fandom, anything's possible. Anything is possible. This is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the best, weirdest ways, and sometimes in the worst Best, ways. wrongest ways, yep. <laughs> the best, wrong way, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, cool. Uh, I think that about does it for our Force Awakens revisit. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode, The Last Jedi. Poof. Yeah. Woo, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, sneak peek, we we love the last Jedi, so don't don't think don't expect any something else. Yeah, and this podcast is all about being positive. Right. So if you're expecting a smash fest or whatever, sorry. go somewhere else. <laughs> Try somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh until then, uh you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And you can find me directly on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. So, yeah, until uh, next time, guys, may the Force be with you. This is the way. Utini! Hey, Force fans, it's me, John. I, uh, once again, was not able to hook up with Cat Ray and Adrian to express my thoughts about The Force Awakens, the fantastic first movie in the Disney empire of Star Wars films. And uh, I recently rewatched it. And my goodness, I forgot how good that movie is. It's uh, it's beautifully shot. J.J. Abrams is, I mean, say what you will about his storytelling and all that sort of thing. But it's just a gorgeous film to watch. In particular, the uh, the scene with Poe and Kylo, where Kylo's trying to get the information from Poe while he's strapped to the uh, torture device chair. Uh, just the, the colors in that scene, the way the lighting is, uh, just absolutely stunning. Plus, I mean, all the landscapes and everything, just an absolute gorgeous film. And in terms of dialogue... I think uh, Kasdan and Abrams did a really good job of of infusing the script with a lot of jaunty Star Wars reportee that just absolutely hit the mark and felt very Star Warsy. Something that watching The Last Jedi, I felt probably could have used a little bit more of. So I'm hopeful that The Rise of Skywalker will... um, We'll kind of make a return to more of that that fun Star Wars dialogue, uh, a lot of the 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 sarcastic humor that we all know and love when it comes to Star Wars films. But all in all, gosh, just an absolute great way to um, celebrate the Star Wars films in the new Disney era. The film itself is fantastic. The visual effects are stunning. John Williams score. My gosh, the the soundtrack to The Force Awakens might be my favorite soundtrack. And and I know that sounds uh, pretty crazy to say when you've got some other great John Williams scores. But, 
boy, the more you listen to it, the more you just love it. All in all, a fantastic film. And uh, I really, really hope that J.J. Abrams delivers another great film when he closes out the saga. That's going to do it for me. Um, On behalf of my friends, Cat Ray and Adrian, I'm John saying, may the force be with you. Thank you.